Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 208 of Weekly Poker Hand. If you can do some quick math, that means we've been going for four years. Am I doing that right? 52 times four is 208. I didn't even realize that until I just started this. Well, that's fun. We should probably do something extra special. But um, you all know me. I'm not one to celebrate, so let's just do another regular hand. Today we are going through a hand from a 5-10 game that took place at Stone's Gambling Hall. I love going out to Stone's. It is a great place to play. If you ever have the opportunity to go, definitely check it out. The game today is 5-10, and they are straddling to $20, it seems. And in this hand, Daniel elects to limp from early position to $20. Well, a limp is $20. Ellie calls in the hijack. And then JD, who... We've seen in some of the previous episodes here of Weekly Poker Hand, and he is a very loose, aggressive, splashy player, elects to raise to $75 on the button with 6-4 offsuit. And that is definitely a mistake. You cannot raise any two cards from the button unless your opponents are just weak, bad, and straightforward. And if anything, these players have shown themselves to be a little bit sticky and unwilling to fold. So you certainly don't want to be raising small in position with garbage, because everyone's going to call. You don't want to play pots against lots of people with garbage. So, anyway, he raises a $75. Now, Big Dave Wave has Queen Jack of Diamonds in the small blind. And I would normally say you should at least consider folding this. Because you're in the small blind and everyone's going to call the $70, obviously. But knowing JD's range is often just complete garbage, I'm much happier with the call. You do have to worry about getting limp re-raised because if people know um, JD is raising a lot from the button, they may be limp re-raising sometimes, then you'll have to fold the queen, jack, and diamonds, which is a bit of a disaster after putting in 70 bucks out of your $1,000 stack, or out of your $1,000 stack, but I think it's still fine to call. Um, Tom S. Straddled, he has king, nine of hearts. I would also call 55 here. And then if I had pocket sixes or ace four suited, I limped, I would also call. So we're gonna end up seeing a very, very multi-way pot. And whenever you see a very, very multi-way pot, usually two people flop something. So let's see how it goes. It is worth mentioning Tom, Ellie, JD, and Big Dave Wave all have about $1,000. So they're actually not playing that deep, given the pot's already $385. So flop comes Jack 10-3, two hearts. All right. This is an interesting spot for Big Dave Wave. He has top pair, and also Tom S. has king nine of hearts. So he has a flush draw and a gut shot. So two pretty good hands. When it is very multi-way, usually you just want to bet if your betting range is strong and the board is good enough for your um, range of betting hands. So right here, I actually don't mind a bet from Big Dave Wave. If he could count on JD betting the flop every time with just total garbage, which maybe he would with a 6-4 offsuit on Jack-10-3, then I definitely like checking. But if you have to fear it checking through, I would much prefer betting because on Jack-10-3, usually everyone is going to have some bit of equity. And if you can make some of the people fold out random aces and kings and whatnot, then that's usually a fine result. So I would probably lead for about $240 here and then just not fold if you get raised. It's 
sure does seem unfortunate to bet here and then not be able to fold top pair marginal kicker. But remember, the pot's $385, and Big Dave Wave only has 975 remaining. So if he bets like 240, he's going to have 700 back. And if someone shoves, he's going to have to put in 700 into a pot that's going to go up to about 2400 So is he going to win about 30% of the time with top pair, pretty good kicker? Probably. So that's what I would do in this spot. It looks like he elected to, well, I'm not sure what he did. I thought he bet. He bet $50. Wow. Let's talk about this. Um, when you bet $50 into 385 what is likely to happen? Well, everyone's going to call you. You don't really want to get called by everyone or everyone that has any equity whatsoever on Jack 10-4. I think you'd much rather make a slightly bigger bet. I mean, really, like I said, I'd bet like 240 or 300. I'm betting in this spot very infrequently. And when I'm betting, it is for either value with my good hands, like Queen Jack and better, or it is for, um, as a semi-bluff with my draws. It looks like here, well, basically what Dave is saying with his bet, he may not know this. He's basically saying I'm betting a really wide range and I am just trying to make people fold out little bits of equity here and there. And I'm trying to extract value from absolute garbage. The problem though is when you bet 50 bucks, everyone should call if they have anything at all. Now, if you're sitting here with pocket sixes, you probably should peel for 50 bucks. If you have um, six four offsuit though, you should probably fold. So let's see what happens. Now it's on Tom with his king nine of hearts. So remember the flop was jack 10, three, two hearts. Tom has the gut shot and the flush draw. And he elects to raise to 150 out of his 730 stack. This is a spot where if Tom gets jammed on, he can very easily call it off. If you do raise here with the flush draw and someone shoves, you just have to call. You must call. Do not try to fold once you put in the raise, um, especially when we're playing the shallow stacked. So I like a raise. Um, you can raise here and then blast the turn. Notice if you raise, pot's going to go to about, well, if you make it um, 100 on top, which is what he does. And if he gets called, the pot's going to go to about $700. Then he can very easily jam 600 on the turn. So I think that's very nice. This is setting up his stack well. I probably would have raised a little bit bigger in Tom's spot, but this is a pretty weird scenario where normally you want to be raising in proportion to the pot. But because Tom's stack is so shallow, $730, and the pot's already $435 at this point after the $50 bet, you have to be very careful that you don't raise so big on the flop to where you have no fold equity on the turn. And the way you do that in this spot is either by going all in immediately on the flop for maximum fold equity now, or raising small on the flop and then blasting the turn. So it looks like he made it 150, which I think if you are going to raise, you definitely have to go for a small-ish raise here. You're going to get called a lot by whoever led, as this queen jack did lead here. Um, and then you're going to have a nice amount of fold equity on the turn a lot of the time. So gets back around to Big Dave Wave. Should Big Dave Wave call or shove, knowing his opponent raises flop and only has 580 behind? This is a tough one. Um, if you think Tom's range is just really good hands and draws, like a good, strong, polarized range, you should probably call and then not fold if the turn is a safe card. And if it's a bad card, like a flush card, then you clearly just check fold them. Um, I don't think you need to jam. If you jam, Tom's going to call with his good draws and his good made hands, and his good made hands mostly beat you. So this is a spot where I, I do like the call, although it's certainly a nasty spot. All right, turn is a jack, giving Big Dave Wave trips. I would definitely check if I was Big Dave Wave. 
And now when it gets around to Tom, Tom checks behind. And I like this. It may seem a little bit crazy to want to check behind here, but if you think about Big Dave Wave's range on Jack 10-3 to lead small and then call a raise, it's going to be a lot of jacks and tens. So how did this turn help a range of mostly jacks and tens? Well, it just made all the jacks the nuts, right? And the tens also got much stronger because all of the draws missed. So normally, on pretty much any card besides a jack or a 10, I think Tom should have gone all in. But on exactly a jack or 10, or maybe a king, because that would give Tom a lot of showdown value and a good bluff catcher, I think that um, besides on a jack, 10, or king, Tom should have shoved. But instead, he checks behind, and I like this play a lot. Now, I'm not sure what his plan was on the non-king-jack-10 turns, but if it was to go all in, I like it. If it was to check, essentially just buying a free card on the flop, we discussed this in one of the previous episodes of Weekly Poker Hand. Make sure you go back and watch all of those on jonathanlittlepoker.com. They all have full video and audio, obviously. And um, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like I said, we're four years into this thing. <laughs> um, this is a situation where I definitely think that Tom's play could be good or bad depending on what his plan was on the blanks. This time it does go check check. So on the river, should Big Dave Wave bet? River is a nine, which is actually a pretty bad card for Big Dave Wave because King Queen gets there. And obviously he blocks King Queen because he has Queen Jack with the, uh, you know, he has a, the Queen Kicker. But this is a spot where I think he should probably check again with the Queen Jack now to induce bluffs. This is a spot where Tom should check behind on the turn with a lot of his marginal made hands that raise, like let's say randomly raise ace 10 on the flop for value slash protection. And he may decide to value bet those on the river now. And also if he has a busted draw, the main way you're going to get money from those busted draws is to check. The problem though is that a lot of those busted draws at this point will have some showdown value because they'll either be hands like um, ace queen, probably won't want to bet, ace queen of hearts I mean, maybe ace nine of hearts was just river to pair, um, queen nine of hearts just river to pair, ten nine of hearts river to pair, nine eight of hearts river to pair. As you see all these hands river to pair, which means they're going to be unlikely to bluff. So um, I normally like checking to induce a bluff, but in this spot... I don't know if it's really going to happen too often. The problem, though, is, again, if you lead here for any amount, like even $200, a 9 is probably going to fold, and a 10 may even find a fold. I don't think a 10 should fold if you lead, but I don't really think Tom has too many 10s in his range when he raises the flop and then checks the turn. So I think the right play is probably just to check to induce a bluff. But if you know Tom is particularly passive, then maybe it does make sense to make a small lead well, it's not really a lead anymore because no one bet the turn, but a small bet on the river of maybe $200. So you may think that the only options for Big Dave Waver to go all in or check, but there definitely is room in this scenario to bet small because he's trying to get called by a lot of very marginal made hands. And when you're trying to get called by a lot of very marginal made hands, usually the right play is to make the perhaps somewhat exploitative bet of a small bet. If for some reason he thinks that Tom will be a huge calling station, if he has any pair, then maybe it makes sense to shove, but usually that's just not the case. So what happens? Let's see. Big Dave is getting a bet ready. Looks like he's going pretty small, 200 bucks. I like this. 
And if he does bet 200, I think Tom has a pretty easy fold with a king nine, even though he did river a pair. He did bet 175 and folded the nine face up. So good fold. This hand actually worked out great for Tom. And as long as he planned on jamming these the, the um, non-bad turns with his bluff, I think he played this hand amazingly well. And um, this time he ended up losing a little bit of money whenever the board ran out poorly for him. So very nice by him. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you all very much for being here with me. If anyone has been with me for all four years, let me know. You deserve a prize. Don't have any prizes lined up, but you certainly deserve one. <laughs> and if you have not watched the previous four years of podcast, go back and watch and listen to them over at JonathanLittlePoker.com. Thank you very much. Enjoy yourselves. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next week.